Welcome to the First Church Podcast, a resource of First Church of God in Columbia City, Indiana. Our goal is to provide you with tools that you can use to help you in your new or growing relationship with Jesus Christ. Hi, my name is Jordan Chapel. I'm the middle school pastor here at First Church of God. Welcome to the podcast. Today in the Timeless series, we're taking on some new ground as we head into the uh, 12 books of the Minor Prophets. And today we're going to be specifically starting off in the book of Hosea. And as we move into the Minor Prophets, we're going to continually see this theme of, of repentance and revival and God calling his people back to himself. God uses these prophets as a means to communicate with his people, to tell them of impending judgment, to say, hey, you need to course correct you're going to be separated from me or this consequence is going to come about. But more importantly than like, hey, bad stuff's going to happen if you don't change. The prophets are, are typically pointing them f- forward, pointing them towards a better way to say, hey, we've been operating in this particular way. We've been living in this certain way. But there's a better way forward. There's a better thing that God's calling us to. And so the people of Israel needed to repent from the things they'd given their lives to. They'd uh, given their lives to all these Canaanite practices, to the surrounding areas to say, hey, we're going to choose to kind of follow God, follow Yahweh some, but follow these other gods some. And God was saying, no, come back to me, 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 me. Um, and so it can be kind of hard. It can be kind of hard to connect ourselves um, to, to the prophets because they were addressing particular issues uh, and particular issues of a particular people who lived in a particular time. And so I, it can be hard to engage with. I get that. But I think the connection for us uh, of how Israel walked through the same thing, um, we get to then look at Israel and go, wow, the human condition apart from God hasn't changed. We're constantly unfaithful to our creator, our sustainer. We're constantly giving our hearts and our lives and our soul over to something else. And so in the book of Hosea, God uses Hosea in order to represent how Israel had acted with God and how God was choosing to act with them, even in spite of their disobedience. And so in the first part, you have the story of like Hosea had taken a wife and this wife, they had kids together. She was incredibly unfaithful. Like she was just with all these other men. And it's inside of this that, that God speaks to Hosea and he says, go again and love a woman who is loved by another man and is an adulteress. Even as the Lord loves the children of Israel, though they turn to other God and love cakes of raisins. And so he's giving this object lesson. He's saying, Hosea, go and redeem this woman who is your wife. Even though like in theory and in, in day and practice of the time, and then even kind of looking at it right now, she wouldn't have deserved this redemption. She wouldn't have deserved this second chance. She was incredibly unfaithful. And like to think about the broken heart you have to process through and deal with in the midst of unfaithfulness. Hosea was being asked to do that, um, but, but God's saying that symbolizes how you, Israel, have been unfaithful to me. You've turned to all these other gods who, who are just false gods. You've turned to all these gods who, who have nothing to offer you. It says, and love cakes of raisins, which is like probably would, would have been used in these Canaanite rituals or something like that. And they said, you have completely abandoned me. Just like Hosea, your wife has completely abandoned you. But guess what? I have not abandoned you. I am still with you. Because again, as we've talked about the whole time we've been going through the Bible, God is a God of covenants. And, and even in the midst of uh, mankind and Israel specifically, being unable 
unable to withhold their end of the covenant, God is saying, I will be faithful. God was choosing to love Israel, even though they hadn't shown him love. And we get this, uh, he continues on, and then in chapter 11 and 14, we see two specific kind of poems or songs uh, of how God is reacting to his people. And again, it's in light of their unfaithfulness. Uh, But chapter 11, verse 8 says, How can I give you up, O Ephraim? How can I hand you over, O Israel? How can I make you like Adma? How can I treat you like Zeboim? My heart recoils within me and my compassion grows warm and tender. And God's saying, like, you, we've walked through hard things and it's not easy, but inside of me, God is just like his goodness and forgiveness and grace is just bubbling up inside of me. Like, I can't, I can't be mad at you. I love you. And even in the midst of this unfaithfulness, God is saying, I'm choosing to love you. And 14 verse four, it says, I will heal their apostasy or their abandonment of belief in me. I'm going to heal that. And even though they haven't loved me, even though they've been unfaithful, he says, I will love them freely for my anger has turned from them. And it's such a good reminder for us that God is a faithful and loving God. And yes, there are, sometimes there are natural consequences for our actions, but God's heart is for us and not against us. God loves us deeply and wants to be in relationship with us. And so it doesn't matter what we've walked through. It doesn't matter how we've uh, abandoned him or abandoned belief. We still have opportunity after opportunity after opportunity because his grace is unending to repent, to turn directions, to change course and say, God, I am choosing to give my life over to you. And that is so encouraging that regardless of what I walk through, whatever goes through my heart or my soul in the in the deepest, darkest nights that I walk through, uh, that God is willing and ready with, with open and loving arms to accept me back in.